Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, confused protagonists looking for a path in life, disturbing agricultural science facts, unique side characters, a very diverse school environment, and waking up at 4 a.m. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 382, Silver Spoon. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spyric and Monger View. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope you guys have been doing good and also I'd like to apologize first. I know we're a little bit late this week. That's because it is an insanely cool week because it is the week of the League of Conventions. Four conventions have come together to create a virtual event where they are showing all of their best and brightest panelists in a virtual version. You have Anime Next, Kineticon, Kagorikon, and Magvis coming together to create this ultimate monstrosity. And I am having two panels there. Hence why I've been kind of busy. I've been kind of slumming in the various chat rooms talking to people here and there. And it's kind of cool. You can check them out at LeagueOfDefense.com and also they have the video on demand section where you can download one of my two panels. So... This is kind of cool. And quick update. Uh, so it looks like they flipped my two panels. So from Inside the Pantry, horror and anime manga is actually in the video on demand section. And in the regular featured panels, it has my panel order up, culinary manga, practical applications. Definitely check them both out. Now back to the regular podcast. Yeah, so you can check them out there. And wait, what am I doing? I'm completely messing up. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin is a podcast for inventing reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. What does that mean? Pretty much every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics and we tell you the pros and cons about it. Since this is the manga review, obviously we talk about manga. And we tell you the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You know, if you're with anything that I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. We have over 380 episodes of the Manga Review, over 200 episodes of the Movie Review, and various other podcasts, which you can find at www.spiraken.com. That's spiraken.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Twitch, uh, Google, Apple iTunes, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N, and I guarantee you find me one way or the other. We also have a Discord. The Discord link is in the show notes. And the main thing with this podcast is have a good time and hope you enjoy. And if you have any comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. So now that all that's out of the way, let's get to it, Chai, because we've got a lot to talk about in our manga news section, and I'm surprised at what has gone on. Now, the first and biggest thing of all is kind of a big deal, especially if you're someone who does not buy actual manga, if you get it through alternative means. And, well, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the fact that the pirate anime and manga websites known as Kiss Anime and Kiss Manga are now officially inaccessible. They have closed down. All files have been taken down by the copyright owners, and the sites are closed forever. According to their official Discord channel, it stated that these sites are gone for good, they're never going to be recovered, and that they're closed down due to the revised copyright law enacted by Japan's parliament in June of this year. Now, we talked about this earlier, but just to bring you up, this recent revised copyright law in Japan expanded the original law, and now it punishes those who knowingly download illegally uploaded or pirated manga 
magazines or academic works. Now, this really sucks for a lot of people who don't want to buy their manga or just, you know, they don't want to invest in an online subscription. It is a bit of a pain. But surprisingly, the people who are affected the most about it are not those in America or in the United States. It's those in India and Southeast Asia. According to an ANN poll, 64.27% of recipients in India are angry or sad or extremely angry or sad about the closure of Kiss Anime and Kiss Manga, compared to 33.89% of the United States. Similarly, only 7.63% of recipients in India said they were happy about the closure, compared to 24% in the U.S. Now, in Malaysia, 67% said that they were angry or extremely angry, and while 7% said they were happy or extremely happy. And in the Philippines, 57% were angry and upset. Notably, U.S. for respondents indicate a higher rate of ambivalence they're ambivalent to it now also another little fun fact is that most readers in india skew younger than the u.s based readers because most u.s based readers are 18 to 21 and they have strong attachments to kiss anime kiss manga and then most people the same age group 63 percent a lot of numbers so long story short the world is angry that we could no longer get manga through various means it's a little bit harder now. The world is changing. And on the one hand, it sucks. You can't get manga anymore for quote-unquote free. But on the other hand, these sites did steal from the creators. And the creators don't get anything unless the manga sells. So you're stealing out of their pocket. So it's kind of a give and take. And as someone who's admittedly I've read pirated manga, it was the thing, the only way you can get it originally Things have changed. Things have gotten better. We can we have more access to manga nowadays. And, well, as I always say, try to get it legally. And if you can't, if you do have to go through open waters, well, good luck to you. It's going to be a lot harder now. And I do not condone it. But if you do go, just be aware that now Japan is totally going to be prosecuting people who are stealing stuff. So, you've been warned. So, anyway, what other news do we have that's interesting and intriguing and terrifying? Well, a change.org petition titled We Boys Are Not Wolves, Shonen Jump should distinguish between eroticism and sexual violence. Now, this petition ended on Friday after collecting 4,000 online signatures in just a week. And this campaign was organized by a man named Manabu Sekiguchi, who demanded that Weekly Shonen Jump should include content warnings or explanatory notes in panels containing sexual violence. He also demands that Shonen Jump survey its readers about their level of sexual education in order to create expressions of sexuality that can be properly grasped by the audience. Now, in the description of this campaign, he shares his story as a weekly Shonen Jump reader that read manga with sexual content like Turavu. And in university, he met a male friend who did not read Turavu, and now he retroactively understands why his friend found the content distasteful. Many of the sexual scenes depicted in the series are portrayed without mutual consent. And he now understands it's not okay to look at a woman's body in a sexual way without regard for her feelings. There's more to his story. However, it pretty much boils down to, and if you're reading between the lines, that something happened because of him reading this. And now he is blaming Shonen Jump for it and saying that because of this, Shonen Jump should take responsibility for me not understanding how these boundaries don't work. Now, this could be a question of did um, 
Manabu learned proper boundaries? Was it proper sexual education? Is there enough? Is there not enough? Lots of questions to this, but we're going to see how this goes. He's going to be handing this to Shuisha this week. So we'll see where this goes and how this is going to work out. This may lead to nothing. This may lead to major changes. As we've seen in Australia, one person complaining about a situation can cause change. So anyway. In other manga anime news, Anime NYC 2020 announced that they're canceling this year's event due to, guess what, COVID-19. So, another convention has been canceled, and officially, 2020 is the year without physical conventions, which sucks. However, Anime NYC's creators pretty much stated that the next scheduled convention is going to be November 19th, 21st, 2021. So we are getting a convention next year and they're going to be looking to present alternative and online programming and events before November, 2021. So we might get an online anime NYC. We're going to have to wait and see. And this pretty much means that this is the first year since I think 2003, 2004 for me that I haven't gone to a convention all year. I think this is the first one. No, 2002. And wow, that's kind of crazy and weird that no cons. But hopefully things will get better. COVID-19 has been a scary and weird time and we try our best to live day by day. I know the news isn't talking about all the situations, but it's still here. It's still having its effects. We just got to take it day by day and try and live. And let's get to some other shocking news. Well, the creator of Boku Ben, a.k.a. We Never Learn, the mangaka Taishi Susu, commented on the cancellation of Tetsuya Matsuki and Shiro Uzazaki's Act Age manga on Twitter last week, then deleted their comment. So, in the now-deleted tweet... Sutsui said, In the case of Act Age, when it comes to the victims in Usazaki Sensei, and considering the feelings of the editorial department and those involved in the stage play, words cannot express the regrets, resentment, and sadness I feel as a fan. It makes me keenly realize how necessary it is to keep in mind how the important people around you feel at all times. And, yeah, that's all we could say about this. Uh, for those who don't know... Act Age was a manga series that was recently canceled, and as of this Monday, officially, sales and distributions of all Act Age manga volumes around the world have been indefinitely suspended. That's including 12 print editions of the existing manga, the digital editions on the different Shuisha services, and all the other services. So, yeah. If you have any copies of Act Age... I would hold on to those because they're going to be worth money eventually because this is going to become that banned manga that no one, uh, you know, that no one talks about. Or on the other hand, you could burn it if you think that uh, Uzazaki Sensei is a horrible monster. So, yeah, there's that. We need to talk about something happy. So I do have something happy, something good. Uh, the 6th Annual Sugini Kuro Manga Tai Show, or the Up and Coming Manga Awards, happened, and the winners were announced. Now, this competition is co-organized by Karakawa's Media Factory's book and manga news magazine, Da Vinci, and this is done with collaboration by streaming service Nico Nico. So, let's talk about the winners, shall we? So, the top prize 
went to Yoshifumi Tozuka's Undead Luck. And this is a manga that follows Fuko Ozumo, otherwise known as Woman Cursed with quote-unquote Unluck. Now, she brings misfortune to anyone who touches her, and the scale is proportionate to how long they had physical contact. She's saved one day by Andy, a man that cannot die using the power undead, and he hopes to figure out a way to use Fuko's misfortune to finally bring him death. And this unlucky pair, well, unlikely an unlucky pair, team up to complete missions given to them by the Book of Revelations. But if they or any of the other negators in their union fail, the book can punish humanity. This manga is licensed by Viz Media and is available to read in both print and digitally in Shonen Jump. So, that's kind of cool. Now, second place went to a title that has not been released in English yet, but it's kind of a weird premise. And it's called Kimo no Koto ga Dai 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 Daisuki na um, Nigo Nigno Konojo. And this is written by Ritiko Nakamura, an artist Yukio Nazawa, and this is released by Shuisha, and it follows a perpetually broken-hearted Aijo who meets the god of love after praying at a shrine. The god tells him he will meet 100 girls fated to fall in love with him, but if his relationship with them fails, they'll die in a cruel twist of fate. So this is crazy and weird and depressing and potentially hysterical. We'd have to wait and see how it would go. There's also several other winners. So just going over the top ten, you had um, number, third place went to Sori Demo Oyuma wa Yoshiteru by Sochiro Yamamoto. You have fourth place is Akuyaku Reijo Tenchi Ojisan by Micheru Uyama. Fifth is uh, Bukiyo na Senpai by Makoto Kudo. You have, in sixth, A Gravity Boys by Atsushi Nakamura, and this is licensed by Viz Media. You have Call of the Night, Yofukashi no Uta by Kuroyama, also licensed by Viz Media. You have Koiga Denai Shoujo wa Kanojo ga Yashashi Sugeru by Tu Omototeru by uh, Ichi Yamura, and that's... You have uh, ninth Saikin Yoto made ga Ayashi by Wakami Konbu. And then finally, in 10th, you have Tadano Kogyo Kokono Nichijo by Chisoto Oga. And there's a couple other ones which are licensed by Karancha and Square Enix, like Death Mound Death Play by Ryogo Narita, uh, Whisper Me a Love Song by Echo. Temashima, A Sign of Affection by Mu Morishita, Destroy All Humanity, They Can't Be Regenerated, and several other series, but you got a nice mix of winners in this up-and-coming manga series. Now, also, they had the top mangas in the web manga category, and the winner of that was Boku no Kokoro na Yabiyatsu, or The Bad Parts of My Heart, by Metodome manga creator uh, Norio Sakurai. And this is a rom-com that follows Anna Yamada, a beautiful school-age model, and her classmates, Kyotaro Ichikawa. And um, he's at the bottom of the social hierarchy and is plagued by a murderous desire he tries to ignore. And this series was serialized in Akita Shoten's Manga Cross website, so you can read it over here. There's a bunch of other webcomics that were released that made the top ten of the webcomics section. You had Tis Time for Torture, Princess, by Robinson Haruhara and... Harake, and this is available on Manga Plus. You had Hamura Sensei wa Tabun uh, 
Motenai 2.5 Dimensional Seduction by Yu Hashimoto. You have Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie by Keigo Maki, and this is licensed by Kodansha. You have Jisan Basan Wakageru by Kagari Araida. And then uh, another one is Loving Yamada at Level 999 by Mashihiro, and this is licensed by Mangamo. So congratulations to all the winners, and well, if you have a chance, check them out through one way or another, because there are some legal licenses, and try and get them. But now, we have some new stuff coming out, and we're going to be talking about the new licenses. And I gotta admit, I am very excited for these licenses, because a lot has gone on, and there are so many cool and crazy and weird licenses. So, let's go. So first off, we have uh, Fantastia Inks. Uh, licenses, which is Futakia Boy Love Manga Service. So for all you who are a Boy Love fan, 29 manga titles were released, uh, and they've been licensed. 24 of them are from publisher Homosha, and the other five are from, uh, what is this, uh, Group Zero. And you have a lot of interesting titles, like Simplified Pervert Romance, Sex with Chica, Fujimi no Menchin, Stay with Good Boy, See You Later Mermaid, Metro, Melt at Night, uh, Dear My Boy, The Perfect Son, Tyrant Boyfriend, Six Underground, Love Do, Now That's a Teacher, and For the Next Act. So a lot of stuff is coming out, and these are ones which you can check out now. And with their mission statement, uh, Futakia wants to release at least 400 Boy Love mangas by the end of the year because they're out of their fucking minds. I don't think they can do it, but apparently they're on their way to do it. So we're going to have to wait and see. Um, J Novel Club licensed a bunch of new manga. Now, the big one is a licensed author, Milligram and illustrator, Kati Na's light novel adaptation. I'll Never Set Foot in That House Again, or Nidoko Lini wa Karemasen. And this is a light novel title that is about uh, Chelsea, the eldest daughter of a baron. And her days are spent enduring both physical and verbal abuse from her mother and younger twin sister. However, upon skill appraisal on her 12th birthday, it's discovered that she has a never-before-seen skill, seed creation, and brought to the Royal Research Institute for the investigation of her new skill by the appraiser Glenn, Chelsea's life does a 180. A big new room with personal maids, a warm, soft bed with sleep uh, magic on it, and delicious food to increase her mana pool. She's treated like a princess, but of course... Her younger sister, Margaret, is not sitting quietly as her big sister is getting pampered. What's going to happen? Well, who knows? The other manga that they're licensing is uh, author Mizumi Amakawa and illustrator Mai Okomo's Fushinokami Rebuilding Civilization Starts with a Village or Fushinokami Henkyokara Hajimeru Bunmai Saseki, the light novel series. And this is a light novel series that focuses... On a young boy, Ash, who's eight years old with a parent past live memory, so it's an Izakai who lives in a remote deserted village. As he remembers uh, leading a bountiful life, he cannot bear living in a world akin to the Dark Ages, where not even the internal combustion engine exists. For that reason, he needs to consult books containing knowledge from a highly developed ancient culture that's said to have existed far in the past. This is only the beginning of the story about a young boy who's set to revolutionize the world in order to rebuild civilization and achieve his ideal life. And both of these titles are launching later this month. And both sound really fun. They'll never, foot, they'll never set foot in the house again. 
sounds like a girl who was treated like garbage is now going to get what she deserves. And the other one is, is a guy series where I'm going to create modern era from the past. So they could be really good. They could be garbage. Who knows? Now, last big news update is that Shuichi's Manga Plus service has added Kira Edo's World and Harem Britannia Lumiere Sumatsu no Harem Britannia Lumiere Manga License. So they got that license, they're going to release it. And this is a spinoff of World's End Harem, which was released earlier. And the plot is super simple. High school girl Eri has a strong and pure heart. And one day she is suddenly summoned to a new world, Britannia, which only men exist in this world. Now to save this world as a goddess of light, a harsh battle begins in this world full of men. And this is a very different twist to the original World's End Harem series, which is about a world where the man-killer virus exists that eradicates 99.9% of the world's male population. And uh, the one survivor has been in cryosleep for the past five years. And he's now in a sex-crazed new world where he himself is the planet's most precious resource. And he's given a life of luxury in order to repopulate the world by impregnating as many women as possible, even though he's trying to find the love of his life who's been missing for three years. So... I'm kind of like, this is an interesting twist on that manga premise. But, hey, could be good, could be bad. So now that the license is done, let's get to some of the other big news of the next year and a half. So first off, in summer 2021, Jay Novel will be releasing the first omnibus volume of Hajime Kanzaki's The Slayers. So if you need your Lena Inverse fix, definitely it is coming soon. And the cool part is that since it's an omnibus, we're getting the first three volumes of that first set and then every subsequent one will be three volumes and there's a lot of light novels so i'm really happy about that and that is coming summer of next year but in early of next year in february 2nd jay novel club will be releasing an omnibus edition of satoshi ueda's how a realistic hero rebuilt the kingdom manga edition and this is going to be in print and this is going to be featuring volumes one and two i'm a huge fan of how a realistic hero rebuilt the kingdom I'm excited to review it on this podcast. It'll come eventually, and also they're making anime adaptations, so I'm excited. On September 19th, Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens is getting a new manga series entitled Yu-Gi-Oh! Seven Rock Boretsu Haiden Den, or Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens Rook Legend of Exploding Military Rule. And this is going to be released in Shuisha's V-Jumped and be drawn by Suku Suge. And written by Masahiro Hikorokubo. Also on the same day, Megaloblock's mangaka creator, Chikara Sakuma, is launching a new manga titled Link Men in uh, Shinchosa's monthly comic at brunch. And this will be a soccer manga. That's all we know about it. But if you've seen the art for Megaloblock, that manga adaptation... It's pretty on point, so I'm excited for this. I want to see how he does soccer. So, in October 2021, Akihito Tomi, uh, the mangaka creator of Stravaganza, The Queen in the Iron Mask, or Stravaganza Isai no Hime, is launching a new manga in Katakawa's Harta magazine entitled Abyss Azora no Shinin, or Sinner in the Seabed. And this is going to be a manga centering on a society of merfolk 4,000 meters under the sea who are forbidden to make contact with humans and scorn surface dwellers for tainting the sea. 
However, a mermaid named Joe is caught up in an incident that forces her to join forces with a human man. Will they stay together or will they kill each other? Who knows? If you've ever read Stravaganza, it is super political and insane, so I'm expecting this weirdness for Sinner in the Seabed. On September 17th, UA uh, Kuroi Mangaka for the K franchise is drawing the latest installment of the Project Scarred manga series, Project Scarred Kimono Segi, or uh, the, the Justice of Beasts manga. And this can be released in Kodansha's Shonen Magazine Edge. And this, uh, for those who don't know, the Project Scared franchise is set in the mystical, fictional Akazuchi Special Ward of Japan, formed as a lawless independent state after the Akasuchi Rebellion overthrew the ward's corporate masters. Maintaining order over the ward are three organizations, Helios, Artemis, and the Public Safety Bureau, who all employ agents known as SCARD. These agents are marked with divine tattoos that grant them the power to turn away any bullet or blade, making them virtually invulnerable. This spinoff we don't know anything about, but um, Project SCARD, Kimono, Taichi no Segi might be really, really cool. Especially if it has the same elements that made Project Scarred so fascinating. So what else? On September 15th, mangaka Roots and Munio are launching a new manga title that is called Onichan ga Game o Sureto Hito ga Kawara Onichan, or My Sister is the Kind of Sister Who Changes When She Plays Games. And this is going to be released in Akita Shoten's Young Champion Retsu magazine. They really need to change that title. That's a really long-running title. But I'm curious. Is it going to be kind of a Switch Girl thing? Is it going to be more of a Umaro-chan thing? Who knows? So the next bit of news is on September 4th, Juliet Suzuki, the creator of Kamisama Kiss, is launching a new manga titled Metate Kokowa Yutsu, or Detective Koko is Melancholy in Hakusensha's Hana to Yume magazine. It's going to be a detective series. That's all we know at this time. Now, a cool thing is that Square Enix's Young Gangan magazine is going to be launching five new titles starting on September 4th, and it's going on until October 16th. And they got five very intriguing titles. Now, the titles are going to be Double Bull, which is going to be created by Shiro Inumori, and that's going to be on September 4th. Also on September 4th, you have Saoranu Futaru wa Nani Oseru, and this is by Horichika. That's September 4th. Then, created by the mangaka for the Restaurant to Another World adaptation, Takaki Kogatsu, you have Ears Gift Mimikaki Sensei, and this is a manga that is a spiritually science fiction fantasy about a high school girl who has a mysterious encounter. That's going to be on September 18th. You have H no Omocha no Sukuratsu by uh, Engawa Nagati on October 2nd. And then last you have Murder Lock by Mizuki Mizushiro, the guy who made the light novels for Psychome. This is released on October 16th. And Murder Lock is about survival in a murderer's academy in a moral world of madness and death. And it's also going to be drawn by Kodai. So this will be disturbing and insane. And that one I'm most excited for because, let's be honest, surviving in a murder school? I'm wondering if it's like an assassin school or if it's just straight up, you're all crazy. We're going to put you in a school together. So can't wait to see how that one goes. Um, 
on August 26th, and that's next week, uh, Mangaka Shizumo Watanabe of Real Account, so the creator of Real Account, is launching a new manga entitled Maho no Sagareto Trick, or Tricks Dedicated to Witches, and this will be released in Weekly Shonen Magazine, and it's about a reincarnated magical magician and a witch. Anything else? We don't know. Now, coming up, well, I think it's today, actually. It is, uh, hold on, it is... Actually, it was yesterday. Um, Mangaka Usamaru Furuya, the psychopath who made Lichi Light Club, Genkaku Picasso, Tenichi no Kuni, 51 Ways to Save Her, No Longer Human, launched a new manga entitled Lunatic Circus in Shinchosa's weekly comic at brunch. And this looks insane and weird. And while he is a crazy son of a bitch... It might be a really good series. Going to have to wait and see. I believe we're actually going to get a copy of that. And finally, we talked about this last week, but just to irradiate, I'm, I'm, I'm smart today. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It's kind of been crazy because also something I didn't bring up is the fact that we moved. Uh, Greta and I have moved. We have changed our locations for the Spyrokin studio and I'm still trying to get the levels and everything right and I'm kind of exhausted so anyway uh, back to regular news the last news item of the day on August 11th uh, Viz Media and Shuisha both published the new one-shot manga Spirit Photographer Kaburo Kono or Shinrei Shashinshi Kono Saburu in English on the Manga Plus and Shonen Jump services and uh, this manga was created by Promised Neverland creators Kayo Shirai and Posaka Demizu. And this is 45 pages of a photographer documenting a supernatural event inside an apartment. And it's a cool one shot that's very different. I recommend checking it out if you have a chance. And that was the news for the day. I know it went a little long, but I try to keep you guys as informed as possible. And now... Uh, Part of me thinks I should start putting a section here for, like, breaks. If you guys think I should put, like, a break here somewhere, let me know. Email me, zanspiker.com. There should be, like, a intermission or if I should put a commercial break here. Anyway, so now let's get on to the main reason why I do this podcast. The manga review of the day. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only... The Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to be that reviewing a manga that was written by uh, Hiromu Arakawa, and this was published by Shogakuken, meaning it was brought over here by Yen Press. Uh, it is, originally came out in 2011 till 2019 with 15 volumes. There is an anime adaptation, and it is a slice of life, coming of age, comedy, shonen series that is known as Gin no Saji or Silver Spoon. So to explain Silver Spoon, um, our main character Yugo Haichin fails entrance exam for the high school he originally planned to attend. And unfortunately due to this he decides that he's going to move as far away from his family as possible. And his his counselor pretty much recommends he should go to the Oezu Agricultural High School, or the Oze Nyogo Kotogaku, or Enzo Ezo 
agricultural in the countryside. That's a place he can go to find himself. So he is going there to stay away from his family that he has a lot of issues with, and he's going to do the best he can as a student. So this is a guy who is a suburban student who's going to go from Sapporo to the middle of nowhere to go to an agricultural school. And what do I mean by agricultural school? This is a school that's designed to teach people how to become farmers. Yeah. It seems very familiar to another manga that we've talked about, Moyashiman. And Moyashiman is, you go to an agricultural college. This is an agricultural high school where people live there and they do things. And it's Yugo, or sorry, Hachiken, dealing with being in a new world that's very different. Like, he's used to going to classes for math and science and uh, physical education and uh, poetry and things of that nature. Instead, he's in a place where you have math, but then you have mechanics and uh, animal husbandry and, um, well, a lot of other interesting topics. Now, it's not him alone. He's in a group of... A bunch of other first-year students, and all of them are very different. Uh, there's the one girl that he kind of falls in love with, Aki Mikage, who is a, a member of the equestrian club, and she's also the heiress to a farm that her parents own that raises cows and horses, and they specialize in raising Bonnier race horses. Now, Bonnier is essentially the horses are pulling sleds, and it's pretty badass. Uh, but that's her thing. She's studying to become the best trainer she can be. That's her thing. Then you have his friend, or his rival, you could say, who lives next door to Aki. It's uh, Ichiro Kamada. Or, sorry, Komaba. And he is his friend who's kind of a rival, and more importantly, that he's someone who wants to be a baseball player. And his family owns a small dairy farm. You have... Uh, Shinosuke Aikawa, who wants to be a veterinarian, but he faints at the sight of blood. You have uh, Tamako Inada, who is the super wealthy classmate who is obsessed with money and very good with her business plan. She's also super fat, but when she gets stressed out or works too hard, she loses weight and becomes super skinny. So it's kind of funny. And it's Yugo dealing with these characters, because at first he's just a very... Not selfish, but he's he's opinionated like they're all country bumpkins. And when they get into them talking about farm stuff, he's like, what is this weird language they're speaking? But then on the same token, when he's talking about math or something else or modern conveyances, they're like, hey, what is he talking about? They are confused by him. So he has to learn to put aside his, let's say, his prejudices against farm life and learning how to become a farmer. Like, the first chapter, after he gets his uh, acceptance, they tell him, all right, you're in Group A, here's your classmates, and for the first week, you have to get up at 5 a.m. every day to do this. So he ends up getting up at 5 a.m. doing chores, and he's like, I hate this, I hate this so much. And then the next uh, time, he ends up joining the equestrian club because let's be honest he wants to be with that girl and like saying oh cool you're part of the equestrian club have fun but note everybody who's a member of the equestrian club has to take care of all the horses so we get up at 4 a.m yay and this leads to a running joke later on when he visits one of his classmates and he's staying at their house and they're ready to wake him up like oh we gotta wake up the new guy he's the part-timer he's probably sleeping in 
And he's up at 5 a.m. He's like, oh, this is fine. I usually get up at 4, so I got a little bit of extra sleep today. And it's, he's adapted over time. And uh, Hachiken Yugo is a, he's a good guy. He's a hard worker. He's doing the best he can in the situation. And while he is horrified by some of the things he finds out, like he discovers where eggs come from, or and he finds out about, you know, you raise animals to kill them, and it's kind of horrifying for him. But he learns to adapt and understand and respect the lifestyle of these other uh, people, and he learns to embrace this lifestyle. He's also doing it to piss off his family that he's really pissed off at for reasons which we don't really understand by volume one. Like volume three, we find out what's going on, but it's he's rebelling in a very unique way, and we see him grow up. And despite the setting, because I will admit, I do not like the setting at all. Uh, the first couple chapters are rough for me because I'm not a fan of the farm lifestyle, and I have no interest in becoming a farmer. I don't need to know about animal husbandry. I don't need to know about the fact that this is what the specific item is called, or seeing the Holstein Club talking about cows' tits in a very perverted way. I didn't need to see that. And at first I was like, this is a garbage series. But as I read it, I became intrigued in Hachikin's him maturing and changing. And that's the compelling part of this. So I learned to respect it a little more. And it's good. It's really good. And I didn't want to have to give this, but this is a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered uh, Pocky. It's good. It's really good. It's one which is engaging and intriguing, and I was going to hate this completely. And it's really fascinating. Now, it does lose points because if you are diehard against these things, you're not going to like this. If you're not a fan of coming of age or slice of life, you're going to hate this. Not much happens, really, in the first volume. It's just him going to school and him learning. There's no fights there's no adventure i think the most interesting thing that happened in the first couple of volumes is him discovering while they're cleaning up uh one of the acres they find a old oven and he decides to make pizza and everyone's like pizza you mean that thing that they talk about i've only seen frozen pizza you know how to make pizza all right you're gonna make pizza for the school he's like wait what and everyone's ends up donating stuff to for him to make pizza and he makes pizza and it shows that he's grown up because the younger version of himself would never have done that for any other people. But he's hardworking, he's researching to make pizza for everybody. So it's him, that's like the most intriguing thing so far in it. But, like I said, it's going to be bar from a friend. It's not the best thing ever, but it's really good. It is really good. I know people who won't like this, but... I think you'll enjoy it if you can. There's also so many other little running jokes in it. Like the fact that whenever Tamaka's talking to her parents, they think she's going to do a hostile takeover of their farm because her plan is to pretty much buy them out, fire them, and then use it to make millions of dollars because she loves money. Yeah. There's that. Uh, anyway. Anywho. Yeah. If you've read this and you agree with me, let me know. Email me at Uh Other thing is, I'd say, comparatively, 
the random question of the day is going to be, would you go to a agricultural college or high school? Would you go or have you gone? What did you do? What do you think? Let me know. Zaninspire.com or comment in the show notes on the website. <sighs> so remember, you can check out any of our other episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me, zanspirekin.com. And now, before we get to that part you've all been waiting for, let's get to the manga releases for this week. And this is from August 18th, uh, 2020. And there are 39 different releases for this week. And I gotta say, I'm excited for a bunch. So, for this week, we had Zozo Zombie Volume 8. You. Yurasai Yatsura Volume 7, which that one I totally am so excited to open up. Uh, Toradora Volume 9. The Dirty Way to Destroy the Goddess's Hero Volume 4, the light novel. The Demon Sword Master of Excalibur Academy Volume 1, light novel. The Ancient Magus Bride, Jack Flash and the Fairy Case Files, Volume 1, the manga. Teasing Master Tagaki-san, Volume 9. Sword Art Online, Hollow Realization, Volume 6. Sword Art Online, Volume 20, The Light Novel. Sweat and Soap, Volume 3. Spirits and Cat Ears, Volume 9. So I'm a Spider, So What, Volume 8 of the manga. Rascal, Not Dream of Petite Devil Kohei, The Light Novel. Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, The Manga. Puella Magi Madoka Magica, The Manga. Phantom Tales of the Night, Volume 5. Overlord, The Undead Kingo, Volume 4. O Maidens in Your Savage Season, Volume 7. Magi Record, Puella Magi Madoka Magica Side Story, Volume 2. Kakiguro, Compulsive Gambler, Volume 12. Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon on the Side Sword Oratory, Volume 12, the manga. Interspecies Reviewers, Volume 1, the light novel. I Love You So Much, I Hate You, the manga. Uh, I Didn't Know How to Give Birth, the manga, which that one is supposedly really intriguing because it's about a girl who doesn't know about it. She gets in vitro and just her dealing with pregnancy. You have Hinawaga Crush, Volume 4. Golden Kamui, Volume 17. Glepnir, Volume 7. Final Fantasy, 1, 2, and 3, the manga, and that's an adaptation of the manga. You have the Dororo manga being released over here. And I don't know if this is uh, one of the reinterpretations of Dororo or if it's a, a re-release of the actual Samantezuka Dororo. Either way, I'm going to get it. Um, Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Multi-Target Attacks, Volume 6, The Light Novel. Bottom-tier character, Tomazaki, Volume 4, The Light Novel. Blue Flag, Volume 3, The Manga. Bloom Into You, Volume 8. Black Butler, Volume 29, As Miss Beelzebub Likes, Volume 10, Ahoru X Machine Gun, Volume 18, Angels of Death, Volume 10, and finally, 8686, Volume 5 of the Light Novel. So, you've heard the ones I'm interested in. Which of these are you intrigued by? Which of these do you want to buy? And which one are you horrified by? Like, I'm really horrified that we're getting the Interspecies Reviewer's Light Novel because the manga, you've heard my review of it. But... I don't know how they do a manga and why you do a manga because it's a pervert series. So it's like, okay, this sounds like a doujinshi. Why are you doing a story about it? I mean, are you doing it erotically? Is it erotica? Uh, I don't want to know. I don't want to think about it. But let me know what you think. Email me, zanspirekin.com, or direct message me at spirekin, S-P-I-R-I-K-N, on Twitter, and let me know what you think about the manga releases for this week.
So, with that in mind, let's get to the part that you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. What is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga, and whatever number it lands on, the manga that's connected to that number is the one we review in the next episode of the Spire Can Manga Review, episode 383. And I've got to tell you that if you go to our Discord, you can actually suggest stuff for the Wheel of Manga list. And we have the current manga list written up, so you're ready to go and I always update it. So let's spin and see what we're going to view in the next episode, shall we? Lucky number seven. So let's see what we're reviewing in the next episode. Oh, so in the next episode, we're going to be reviewing a manga entitled The Yakido Shoujo. What's that about? What is it? Well, you're going to have to wait for the next episode to find out. So remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you want to do something cool, go to tinyurl.com forward slash H-E-L-P-X-A-N, help Zan, to uh, comment on our iTunes account. And have a great day, guys. I love doing this. Hope you guys are safe. Hope you guys are doing well. Remember, have a good time. I've been your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. I'll see you later.